It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Giving Props with Brad and Joe. Uh, I'm Joe, and Brad is the other voice. Hello. See? And I'm recording from Sports Dump Studios, my closet in my bedroom. And Brad, where are you uh, recording from today? Um, uh, just another residence in. Um, no, wow, just bounce. Are, are you a secret shopper for residence in? I, I am. Well, not anymore. <laughs> now, now I am. Everyone knows who I am. The world knows. Oh, I'm actually at my sister's place. Uh oh, what happened? Did we just lose the title of the show? We lost my studio title, and the lighting's better now, though. And Look, so is the signal. Excited. We're all just excited you're wearing a shirt this time, Joe. It's true. If you're a regular viewer, God bless. God bless. Uh, but last time I showed off my farmer's tan, which I'm still showing off, I'm just not showing off the untanned portion anymore. This would be quite a skin condition if it was. I was, I was recently in uh, uh, a dermatologist. Yeah, I do anyway. Anyway, I was going to get into being back home, but screw that. Let's get right into some propping. Here we go. And of course, you know, we would be remiss. It's once every four years or if there's a pandemic, once every five years and then three years. But the Olympics uh, are happening right now. Brad, did you know that? Someone told me about it. Yeah. Uh, I like that this is called the 2020 Olympics, by the way. It's 2020, and then that zero is being repurposed to say one at the end, I think. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a double entendre year thing. Interesting. It is not, but it's about the most interesting thing in these Olympics. And again, if you don't have Peacock, they're saving all the good stuff for Peacock. You know? Well, it's a really smart, really smart move uh, by, Ke by Peacock to um, limit their audience uh, and by NBC to limit their audience as much as possible. What they could have done is said, the Olympics are on NBC and we're going to promote Peacock a lot on NBC. But instead they said, nope, see if you can find Peacock. And then and people you... who watch the Olympics are often old. Yeah. And don't have Peacock and never will be able to figure it out. Probably not. So, so yeah, well, uh, you know, we're not the marketing experts, but no. neither are the people who plan that for them. No. But we do have some uh, NBA uh, Olympics uh, and over under, or what will there be more of, you know, like they have the medal counts and you can get those, you can get those props anywhere. But my question for you is now, again, I'm going to give you some background. Uh, the Olympic Village, you know, there's a lot of protocols, including uh, they made these these very uncomfortable beds apparently, and they don't hand out condoms like they usually do for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people can't really go outside the Olympic village at all. So they're all kind of still there in the village. So my question to you is what will there be a higher percentage of overall, like a medal total at the end, mm -hmm. total number of athletes with COVID from mm -hmm. this Olympics or with an STD from this Olympics? Not well, to say there won't be some overlap. Well, yeah, well, that's right. One can often lead to the other, right? Because uh, if you have COVID, if you test positive, I'm guessing you have to quarantine somewhere in the Olympic Village, which my guess is like you'd be so bummed out that you wouldn't be, you, you've been training for years 
to be to uh, get to do the pummel horse, and then you yeah. find out that COVID. Now you are relegated to some other place in the village with the other COVID. The COVID dorm. COVID, yes. The COVID wing is where is where the hooking ups really happen. Yes, rampant. Rampant. And if you think the beds are uncomfortable in the healthy part of the Olympic Village, imagine where they're sticking these COVID folks. And so the only way, you know, to to be more comfortable, I would assume, is to um, do it. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're talking about world class athletes. So that's where the bed thing is a mistake, because there's you know, the, there's not a limber group in the world than Olympic athletes, I'm going to guess. There, there, there is not a limberer group. I yeah, more limber or limberer. Limberger, -er. The Jeez. Germans are limbergers. All right. Limber so, I also want to talk about some of the events, uh, some of the athletic events, or are they? And I'm not about the new ones that they bring in, but like, there are certain. And I sometimes I rail against the one percent, Brad. You know, I have that in me. And I feel like some of these sports, like the horse sports or like rowing, you got to buy your way into those. Like, yeah, there's no natural talent that somebody's like, hey, hey, this kid in the city, we got to get this kid a horse. You know? <laughs> well, you know, it's a good point. I, like, like horse Springsteen's daughter was an Olympian. Is that right? In the horse competition. Really? Okay. I like that. Um, I mean, because you love the boss. I love the boss. Is there anything more American than Bruce Springsteen in horses? I mean, that, is there anything more American than the boss's daughter getting a horse? That's that. No, is the answer. But um, I don't know that I feel the same way about rowing. Like rowing feels like it, it's 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 less that you need a lot of money. It's more unless you feel like it's a upper well, it's Ivy League schools. I mean, who's rowing? Well, I understand, but ultimately everyone has access to a river. Yes. You know, and uh, so not everybody, but, you know, I live in Nebraska. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily a socioeconomic, uh, you know, issue. No. Yeah. And, and, and rowing in the past had more of a practical function. It used to be for transportation, right? Yeah. Uh, feasibly. What so, I, go ahead. That's not a, that's not I mean, that sport to me is not as exciting as like windsurfing where those guys are are humping the air to try and make the the, the thing that was move. today wasn't it yeah so yeah. that that's exciting and then um that's the sexual frustration coming out there and i think i think that's right uh and then the other one that i you know is a handball team handball i want to like it um but it's the rules feel fluid to me they don't feel like they're the number of dribbles seems arbitrary and then the yes i i used to that used to be one of my favorite sports to play in gym class for the yeah. same reason <laughs> yeah but not but when you're watching score. yeah watching you're like what are we doing here and that's the olympics answer the question of why hasn't handball caught on more as a sport because when it has the opportunity it, it doesn't catch your it doesn't catch I, your attention. Not. I mean, I guess not. I, I, I don't I don't understand how a foul is a foul in that sport. Uh, and then like water polo to me is essentially handball, but it's in the water. And because it's in the water, I kind of actually get the rules a bit more. Um, yeah. Yep. But, and, yeah. and well, it almost moves a little slower in terms of, you know, end to end. 
most water polo players, like 95% of them are from California. Yeah. Cause you have to have that pool, like, yes. you know, that pool culture. All right. So that's a lot on the Olympics. Uh, we didn't even talk about the NBA because it's become boring again. Like you they mean, lose a game. You mean the men's Olympic U uh, S men's Olympic men's team. Olympic team. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk about there. They lost one game and everyone lost their minds and said it was over. And now um, yep. my guess is they're going to, they're going to win the gold. Oh, and what is better than a told you so Popovich? Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> the most exciting thing that's happened in the U.S. men's basketball team is that they, they, they've replenished their, the injured players with a really interesting array of guys that should never be on an Olympic team. JaVale so, McGee getting a medal. JaVale McGee getting a gold medal is, is pretty fantastic. Um, but, it, like, it starts to make you wonder, like, well, why aren't we extending that same courtesy to the – you know, the, uh, I don't know, Malik monks of the world and the, Ooh, you know, very topical let's transition right there. Malik monk, recent free agent signee. And I believe Malik monk is 23, 24 years old. He's young. This is relevant. Uh, so what is our number? Uh, you know, the Lakers looks like they're pretty good. Our number is 68 and a half. Mm. Now, of course, that's a big number in the NBA. Yeah. What's this one for? This is the average age of the Lakers starting roster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's an exaggeration, but only by half, yeah, like it's, 34 might be right on the number. Well, LeBron's 37 or something, right? Yeah. And I think Melo's going to be 35 or 36. Uh, I think he could be 36 or 37. Oh, yeah. He's older than LeBron. I think he's 37. And LeBron's 36. And, and then, and then who else is on that team now? Well, AD is like 28. Yeah, he's the young guy. He so, is. And then they, they have, there's someone else who's old on that team too, right? Oh, God. there's Well, they got Trevor Ariza. Ariza's not young. Oh, God. He was on a Kobe championship t no. Laker team. I mean, it, it, it's, it is... Um, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, also 37. They, they basically, a lot of these guys are old on that team are old enough to know, like they watched fresh Prince of Bel-Air when it first aired. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the references those guys get they, are the they, same that we get. And that's not good. No, if, they knew fresh Prince as a rapper. They knew him as a rapper. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. These guys, these guys remember what Nintendo was. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is, this is, by the way, if you have the Nintendo online thing, I just found out like for your switch, you can get all these old games. So that's, a, I heard about that. Uh, I, I haven't done it, but you can't. So 34 is actually a pretty accurate number. Now 68, they're not getting that many wins or even close to it. Uh, but Cont this is like Contavious going. Caldwell, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, he, he may be. 32 but he looks 48 well he's not on the team anymore he's gone he's gone he was in the russell westbrook thank you westbrook how do we forget that westbrook. that's where he's gone westbrook is a spring chicken at 34 on that he, i think he's actually 32 but nobody has more miles than that guy most miles he has the most miles of a non-tibs coached player in he really the nba he really does and uh, yeah, no one will expend more energy uh, at that age. And uh, it, I don't, I really don't understand what they're doing exactly. Um, they're going all in. This is the Malone, Gary Payton, 
They're, they signed Gary Payton. They're going all in. They're going all in for a championship in 2008. Is what yes. Yes. yes, yes, Uh Here's I have one other little NBA thing, and I'm going to do you a favor, Brad. Uh, long time ago, Seth Myers. This is also going to begin the name dropping. Portion. Name drop. We need to have a button. We need to have a button that every time there's a name drop. Name drop. Yep. Okay. Uh, it'll be our cough button. So whenever mm-hmm. you hear a cough, I'm dropping a mm-hmm. name. For years, right around the 2000s, he and I, at the beginning of each season, would have a bet on like Yankees Red Sox. Sure. And then the Yan- you know the Yankees were pretty good, but they didn't win in those 2000s. They didn't win any titles till 2009. And by then, Seth was too famous to continue the prop bets. But what I'm saying here is. I'm going to start one with you with Nick's Bulls, mm. because I think the rosters, the Bulls improved more than the Knicks, but they had a little more improving to do. The Bulls managed to wedge Alex Caruso away from the Lakers, who is a guy who is 26, but looks 46. Yes. Actually, he he leaving the Lakers makes them look younger. Yes. Actually increases their age. Yeah. You see guys like that in, in baseball occasionally. Maybe uh, in football, a quarter a quarterback will look like older than you like, like like a Caruso with this hairline. I'm a Caruso fan. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Knicks Bulls. I think that I think the Knicks still have a bit of an edge just because they came together last year. And so what played. if I give you two games, more wins for the season and I'll give you two games? Oh, oh, this is a bet we're making. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You give me two games. Yeah, that's about right. Well, what do you think? How many games do you think the Knicks are going to win this season? Because I can tell you how many I think the Bulls are going to win. 51. Yeah, I think the, I think the Bulls are going to win 48. So that's three games. Want to say two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. We'll check back in on this. At, uh, All right, so let's bet, uh, you know, 100 units. Gentlemen's uh, bet. Pennies. Uh, yeah, gentlemen's bet on Knicks. And, and again, my point is, once I started doing this with Seth, other elements of you know his what? career Forget took the off. Let's do it for a, for a, for a um, appetizer plate of cheeseburger egg rolls at the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, Cheesecake Factory. Some of, maybe we get them as a sponsor eventually. I hope so. All right. So that was our Lakers and NBA talk. And then we've got this uh, bet that we can revisit with Knicks because it's nice when the Knicks and Bulls are at least relevant because those cities like that ri- rivalry. They're like, they're like original six teams in hockey. You need to have the Bulls yes. be good. Exactly. Yes, yes. Even though the Knicks have really never been good. A little bit. Not in my lifetime. All right, NFL. Boy, this is, this is hitting a lot of the teams uh, that we all uh, love. But we like teams with big profiles. How many – this is an over-under for you. And uh, maybe I'll give, I'll give context after the over-under. Uh, but you already know the context. How many more New York Giants players will retire – before they set their opening day roster. Now, this is retire. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to explain to me a little bit what's going on, because I know that you're you're up on what's going on with the Giants. The Giants have had three players retire in four days. Not three, like, retire. They had this big brawl. Are they just packing up their bags and saying, screw you guys, I quit? They haven't announced any cuts yet, so it's not like they were cut and retired. They retired. There, is this a ploy to to suddenly get to play for the Bucks or like what's happening right now? 
Well, one of them I think was a free agent signing or a trade signing, and then he retired after he got it traded or something. I love it. I love it. I love. I, I they lo have another Belichick guy. Every time I don't um, get a callback for an audition, I'm going to just start saying I retire. I'm going to tell my agent I'm retired. And then they're going to go, really, really? So say, you're, you're, you're saying that these are retirements in kind of like face saving. I think so. I think, I, I think the coach is a, is a despot. Really? The coach's name is Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Exa exactly. And, and that's, that's, that's how many New York, what's the over under on New York post headlines on the sports page this fall that have something like, you know, judge Rudy or like, you know, judge. judge yeah. 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 Uh, don't judge, you know, don't judge a, a Brooks team. cover. Well, I need to know who's another player on that team. Uh, Saquon. Saquon you know, Barkley. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't judge a, a, Barkley by its, you know what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. There's going to be a bunch of those. Yeah. It's basically they're just working back. There's an entire room at the New York Post <laughs> where there's just three guys sitting around working headlines with judge. All different, different combinations they can do with puns. Here's one. Barkley, uh, Barkley gets 40 carries, 250 yards. Rush to judgment. Rush to judgment. Love that, Joe. Okay. All right. We're, we could work for the New York Post, which we probably could have for a long time. I didn't pass. You you got one. I just, all I did was said that this is an area. That's how it works. Brainstorming, folks. That was improv. Yes, and. So you kind of are dismissing these retirements. I'm going to, because I, I want to have that New York, uh, you know, overstated Chris Russo, even though he's from San Francisco, but kind of, you know, turning a uh, molehill hill into a mountain. I'm going to say that this is going to be the start in the same way that like there's all these, you know, when a president is out of control, everyone th resigns and threatens to resign. Yeah. This is like an out of control president and all of his de his deputies are retiring yeah. to show his incompetence. I see. Like like would happen in real life. This is your guy won't catch it. These retirements are like a falling on the sword for the cause, like a like a Liz Cheney move. Yes. These I, are the Liz Cheney's of the New York Giants. I mean, yeah, I guess I, it feels a little bit like they're forever know. losing their place in the fraternity of of people who get bossed around by coaches. These are martyrs. These are these are these are martyrs. These uh, will be patriots someday. New England Patriots is what I mean. It's all part of a ploy. Uh, all right. So moving on. I don't even know how long we're going. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, we, let's keep moving. We have a couple more left. We right? do. We do. We do. We're hitting all the sports here. Uh, the Cubs. Now, this is revisiting something we, we asked last episode. Who will survive the Cubs purge? Turned out nobody. If you're going to uh, do a purge. Yeah. It's that thing where if you're going to, you know, you get food poisoning. And you're just like, I just have to vomit and poop out everything. Everything right. simultaneously. They did it. They did well, it. They, yeah. They did. I mean, Contreras and Hendricks are the two exceptions. And I, I honestly don't know that those guys will be around. Uh, I can't either. imagine. There's no reason. Certainly for Hendrick. No. A catcher at that age. Get something for him. Hendricks could be a 20 game winner, believe it or not, this year. I think he's got 14 wins. Boy, uh, the Cubs know all about that. 20 game winners on teams that just blow. Brigie Jenkins. I mean, there's a bunch Maddox. of Maddox. 
Maddox. I think Mark Pryor might have been a 20 game winner, although that those teams were okay. And Sutcliffe was on fire yeah. when he came to the Cubs yeah. and they made the playoffs that year. Uh yeah, that was a that was a total purge. That was a total purge. And and a total purge. And we talked about this off air. Go ahead if you have more about the purge, because you're the Cub fan, lifetime. Oh, really? I mean, I was happy to see that Rizzo and uh Bryant and Baez all in their debut games hit home runs and it feels like a little bit of like a they blew a kiss slash uh gave the finger to the ricketts family you know Rizzo, first yankee ever to have an rbi in his first six games baez already has a signature slide with the mets did you see that no oh he's coming in at home slides head first two hands uh-huh. so the catcher's over here gonna yeah. try to tag this in uh-huh. putting the mic down swim move goes like this and then he stops his hand as the catcher goes to tag pulls it back comes in tags with his other hand around okay he's done he's i mean if you go look at that's his move oh yeah he's yeah yeah he he's uh he's a creative slider and a creative you know what if i was a catcher i'd put my knee right on his head i was gonna say you 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 you, there's got to be a way to defend against that you you put your knee right on his head old version of baseball which wasn't that long ago People would just clock him. But the truth of the matter is he's a pretty, he's kind of a fire plug of a guy. Like he's not, that guy could be an NFL running back. Running back. Yeah. He's an Eckler type kind of like, yes. He's not going to be an easy guy to collide with. He would, yes, he is shifting. He'd be a great soccer player. You know, baseball has maybe a wider breadth of athleticism than other sports. You know, because even in the NFL, an offensive lineman can run faster than us and they're yeah. two, 300 pounds. Yeah. But but he is really amongst the rare athletes. Athlete. He's an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I mean, as a Cub fan, I was sorry to see it get blown up. And then as a Cub fan, I'm excited about, you know, I, I was looking at the roster uh, today and mm. some of the names here. I mean, I'm just going to try and pull yeah. some up for you in the starting lineup today. There's a guy named. Deichman or Dykeman, Austin Romine, who I didn't former know. Former Yankee. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Uh, oh, solid backup. Starting shortstop. Um, not Romine at short. Romine at short. Uh, there's a guy, my favorite guy currently is a guy named Frank Schwindel, who's playing first base, and he literally sounds like the guy who's replacing the iconic, you know, uh, guy that left. Like Rizzo's a great name. Yeah. It happens to be a great player. It all fits together. He's a legendary Cub. And they're like, who's going to go in, coach? And they're like, Schwindel. And it's just like this nerdy. In the, in the movie, at one se- sequence, is like batting third, Rizzo. Crowd goes crazy. And then weeks later, batting third, Schwindel. It's just- silence. And somebody goes, you suck, Schwindel. You just hear someone, not Frank Schwindel. You know? Oh, no. Oh, no. Even the first name, everything about it is just like Tony Rizzo is just got a ring to it. Yeah, it and does. Can't Frank Schwindel. That's the lead in a 50s musical, Tony Rizzo. Yes, and Frank Schwindel is your accountant. Do you know what I mean? If you're if you're lucky, he's a great Frank, accountant. Frank Schwindel is the guy who wrote the book for the for the musical that Tony Rizzo is a star of. He did did the the, the lyrics, yeah. Frank Schwindel. All right, well, here's what I'm going to ask you because 
this gets into the socioeconomic uh, Wrigleyville area, which they have built up, as you and I both know intimately, because we spent so much time working for free right down the street from there. Uh, and that's all gone now. That's erased. Uh, yeah, there's a hotel there. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a UFC gym there, which I think is sort of a funny location for that. But maybe appropriate. Wrigleyville has a bit of that element. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so I suspect the owners have put all this money into the area and haven't really been able to squeeze out the appropriate amount of money that they think they're going to get. Mm -hmm. So now they're going to make up for these contracts for the next well, this will come into play, and I'm going to amend it because baseball, things can happen. Do the Cubs make the playoffs in the next seven years? I think they do. I think they do. I think that if, if, if we're following a schedule where, you know, you're cleaning house this year and next, and you're probably adding, probably adding a free agent or two, around maybe. the edge maybe maybe a pitch maybe a pitcher to trade or something yeah nothing crazy my guess is you know three years from now you have a you start to have a competitive club by year five you'd like to think they're competing for the playoffs but yeah you're you're right it could be it could it's be not the gm it's the owners i couldn't agree more because agree. and they could not resign any of those guys and all of those guys are happy that, that they were sent to contending teams and big markets that with, with fan bases that actually care about. Yeah. That's no small feat. No. I mean, that, that, that was a, that's a classy deal. It's as sure. classy as it is unclassy that the Cubs literally could not pony up enough money to any of those guys. Yeah. True. Now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else do we got? Uh, well, first of all, I'll just end by saying you got Nick Madrigal for the next five years. So at least you got that coming. I love Nick Madrigal. There's nothing I enjoy more than a, uh, decently fielding, uh, uh, second baseman with zero power who never strikes out. This is my favorite thing about like he hits 300 and he never strikes out. Let me tell you something. The one thing you don't need when you have no one to drive people in is a contact hitter that's constantly being stranded on base. Right, right. Over under is how long until Nick Madrigal retires from the Cubs oh. in order to go to a team where he can actually score a run. We will see. Yeah, there's nobody behind him there. You know who's behind him? Frank Schwindel. Schwindel. All right. Let's end with what is the most popular thing. Oh, actually, I got two little things here. Uh, this is uh, we'll continue the name drop name drop button. Uh, I sent out a text to producer slash writer slash actor Emmy nominated actor of Ted Lasso. Uh, your friend and mine, Brendan Hunt, you guys both share an incredible love of obscure Bulls players. Coach Beard. Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. Also, not not just plays a soccer coach, but for years. Uh, lived for five years in Amsterdam, became a big soccer fan, football fan, as he would call it. So Messi, as you may or may not know, I'm sure, you know, it was like soccer news that made the regular news not returning to Barcelona, according to the team's website. So Brendan has given me some percentages on where he's going to end up. He says it's 50 percent. He ends up at PSG Paris Saint-Germain. 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 19% he ends up at Man City, which is Manchester City, owned by uh, like the uh, United Arab Emirates or something like that. 
30 percent that he returns to Barca. And this was all some kind of like marketing slash negotiating ploy and one percent other, which is impressive when you consider there are literally thousands of professional soccer teams out there. Um, is the one percent to me, the one percent wants to be like he plays for the L.A. Galaxy or something. He just, just goes like. <laughs> I think I, he wants to play for the Miami team eventually because yeah. he vacations in Miami a lot. Okay. And well, if, but will Miami be underwater in three years? It's a really good question too. Um, yeah. We should do an entire episode. Just a really depressing one about the, just the uh, environmental uh, impact on the coastline. On, 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 on the, the great sports cities that won't exist anymore. That, that's a, that's its own episode. <laughs> I, uh, my guess is he is ready for a change of scenery and a new challenge. And Perry is Perry, man. Yeah, that's what I think. Ignoring everything else, like Manchester, apparently the city has come a long way from the coal town or whatever it was, you know, some depressing town in the 80s or whatever. But it ain't Paris. And if yeah, you're messy, make, you know. To make guillotine. Uh, what, what's uh, a... Yeah. Uh, we yeah, have one, they, one, they, uh, yeah. Go I ahead. mean, if you're messy, it's got to be Paris. I think if you're messy, it's no different than LeBron, no different than LeBron. It's like at some point, you're like, I get it, you're gonna go play in LA or New York, and he went to LA and, and gathered as many other octogenarians as possible. Yeah. but I think, I think, uh, I think Messi, I think Messi goes to Paris. Well, and and I'll, it's interesting that you mentioned that about LeBron and these guys going to stuff like this because when you're an athlete like those guys. You're going through mm -hmm. the last the last years of your prime, as well as kind of kind of started break in update here. Austin Romine just hit a three run homer against uh, Craig Kimbrell. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Whoa. Yes. He knows. Well, he would know Kimbrell, I guess. So. I think these guys have like a midlife crisis as they're having a retirement crisis, like on top of it. So those last years, yeah, they're going to act like a they're going to go to L.A., they're going to go to Miami, they're going to go to Paris mm -hmm. and, you know, they're going to just kind of. I think so. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Is also the question like, well, also, he would be the greatest. I mean, look, he's 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 arguably uh, he's certainly one hand uh, greatest in history. Yeah. And some would say greatest ever. And others would say one of the top two. But yeah. Paris has never had anything not like that. And they have some great players, but yeah, yeah. In, in, in one of the greatest cities in the world, not that Barcelona is not. Barcelona is amazing. Have you been? You probably have. I have. You're a world traveler. All right. Last thing. This is something I don't know if I sent it to our producer. Who keeps saying he's going to send us stuff. Where's our stuff producer, Adam? I don't know if I sent it to him or he sent it to me. But there was a wedding uh, that the I don't know who put it out. I'm assuming it was one of the groom's friends put out like bets for the wedding. You know, how long will the speech be? Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know, joking, will the bride leave? It would have been awful if the bride had left. And that like was one of the bets on there. Yes, that would have been awful. Like these well, were all friendly things. Sure. So what were we supposed to say about it? Uh, you, 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 had, you had wanted to. Oh, that's right. I wanted, I wanted to read. This is your. 
Yeah, you're going to read some. So, yeah, the, the prop bets are so popular. We, it's not only the ones that we write and create. No. But, but everyone is now kind of in a gambling mindset. Yes. And, and it goes outside of sports. Obviously, we sometimes we, we hit uh, entertainment stories. Um, this one is about uh, people that are betting on a wedding. Nana F consumes six and a half glasses of wine. That's a lot of wine for an old woman to drink. Oh, yeah, it is. But you don't know Nana F. And now you have a, the bride tells the groom, I'm not going to say the names to protect them, to shut up and or be quiet. You don't want that. That's a bad sign at the beginning of a, of a wedding. Yeah. Uh, my first wedding, my best man gave a speech with a, a puppet. That was a sign. Uh, was that uh, Scoop? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that that's. I mean, look, I mean, I feel like you're, you're trying to blame the, <laughs> blame the, the puppet. For, no, I am. Okay. Well, I am. you know what? And I, I, I'm okay with that. That's All fine. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are some others on there? Oh, the other ones on there. Will Nana drink? Yeah. I mean, there isn't anything that's really, truly cruel of like, you know, will they get divorced? Right. Uh, a groomsman and bridesmaid hook up. Mm. The, now, how do you prove that this action is is defined as French kissing? So do you have people like watching everybody? I feel like this might change the if everyone introducing gambling into a wedding scenario, especially if you have some like honest to God degenerate gamblers, yeah. they're going to try to influence the outcome. It's going to change the whole vibe of the wedding. If you if you have money riding on shit, this is a really exciting. I mean, some of the ones that I think you could go with is like, um, um, you know, if Uncle Uncle Rick is gonna, uh, you know, uh, eat some food off of someone else's plate after it's been abandoned, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's but, the, but then you have everybody with their cell phones out, oh, which they are anyway. Actually, it, it is a little bit like everyone showing up, uh, you know, with their guns drawn. You know, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of that. But you get some of those moments you wouldn't get otherwise. I'm gonna say. Not only that, but I mean, tell me that you know anyone that is it who throws down the amount of money they do to go attend a wedding, especially if it's out of town, that wouldn't like the opportunity to win some of the money back at that event. That's true. Yes. And there's probably interfamily rivalry. So that it does. Absolutely. All right. So you're for I'm I mean, again, depending on this could have it could really increase the entertainment value of the wedding, or it could really turn things you know, like a lot of things. I think I think both things are true. And the other thing I would say is I, I just would worry that you'd, you'd have a lot. You know, the major issue you'd face is is essentially a Pete Rose scenario. Just betting on your own game. But yeah, you can't let the bride and groom bet at all. They they have we got 15 grand on you walking away, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll and, happen once. And the family. Oh, that, that that's what it will lead to. Nothing does not get led to its idiotic conclusion in this country the, the, or the, anywhere. The odd, the odds on, on uh, um, speaking now and the odds on forever holding their peace, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yes. You're right. Well, a lot of awkward moments. All right. Speaking of, that's how we're going to get out of this yep. with uh, given props. We gave you some, and maybe we'll have like a, a, a Twitter page at some point and you can give us your props there again. We have a, a uh, de facto producer, yep. Adam. Yep. Uh, so I will de facto thank him at this yep. point. 
Thanks, uh, he's going to send us some banners so I don't have the thing that falls down. And then we're going to be rocking for NFL season. We'll have more NFL props. And again, we can we can visit the how many yards will Dak Prescott have? But yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss real props that exist, but we're gonna keep uh, bringing you some that we're creating on our own yeah. that we think should exist. Should exist. All right, all right, man. We should exist. So there you go. Later. Peace out. Peace out. 